G'day everyone, for those of you who came in late, you're listening to X-Band, a phantom podcast. years ago, he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck, and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty, and all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this man cannot die. The phantom. The ghost who walks. The Enemies beware. The phantom's always there. But you won't G'day. The we are the Chronicle Chamber team and this is the X-Band The Phantom Podcast. Our website is chroniclechamber.com and you can contact us via email chroniclechamber at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us via YouTube or through your favourite podcast app, apps including iTunes or Spotify. This is episode 211 our January 2022 news podcast. It's the first for the year. We've had to actually, uh, we usually do comics and news together, but because there's been so much news and there's been so much comics since our last podcast, we've had to break them up a bit. So our next episode, 212, uh, will be the comics review. I'm Steve. How are you going? I know it's been a couple of months. Hopefully you can recognize my voice. I'm joined by both the fellas today. G'day, Jermaine. How are you? He's busy there. Not bad, mate. Laughing um... at me going off script and... <laughs> then you going back after, to the script and saying, oh, no, I've said that. <laughs> yeah, you think after like 220 plus episodes, uh, we would um, we would learn how to read off the script. But um, uh, I guess that's what makes us enjoyable for some people is that, uh, is that it is just a couple of uh, blokes chatting phantom. So it's good <laughs> to see you, mate. How are you been? Yeah, been busy over the, over the Christmas break and January now and work started back. So it's all happening. The weather's nice. So all good. And what about you there, Dan? How's things up north? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. We're um, we're having our own pandemic fun uh, in the household. We've um, it, it's uh, the it's all come closer than it has before, but that's okay. We've uh, we've let it wash over it. We're off, over us, and we're living with it now. And all of those good things, apparently. So all's well that's uh, trucking along. Not where at least Queensland's not like WA, who really is on the other side of the world and creating their own little fortress <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> <Jim>. <laughs> Yes, it is. But uh, this is all we've got the phantom to get our minds off all the politics. Exactly right. Exactly well, right. Well, you guys have been lucky. I've, well, I got locked down there for a good 16 days and due to, you know, COVID problems and all that sort of stuff, deliveries were late. So I, I won't be joining you for the next ep- episode about the comics because I've only just received my comics. So um, I know what I'm doing this week is I'll be reading <laughs> the annual and uh, Femme Fatale and I'm looking forward to, to doing them both. But I have had the dailies and the Sundays to get me through every day and get my phantom fixed. But also where I began my phantom fix is the amount of news, absolute truckloads of news has come through in the last couple of months. And um, lots of things coming from Boss Fight Studio. Uh, I think the latest thing that's come out is cartoon style figurines. This is going to be the year of phantom figures, I think, uh, yeah. tw- uh, 2022. It is 2022. We haven't reached 2023 yet. No, it's still 2022. <laughs> um so yeah boss fight studio are, are putting out a well there's about three different sets i think now we've got a three inch figurine are we going to get this up on screen you can get that up on screen if you like it's I, i'm um i'm amazed that boss fight are um are creating and sharing so much stuff and i'm not sure if that's how that's looking for you. Um, I'm just amazed with Boss Fight at the moment, how much news is coming out of um, out of them. And we can see here, this is the um, the three-inch figurines. Um, little, um, what do they call it? Assorted pack 
Blind bags. Blind, ba- blind bags, yeah. Yeah. Now, so, blind, now, your kids are a little bit older, Dan, so they might not be involved with blind bags. Stephen, do your kids buy all those blind bag things and um, watch those oh, YouTube videos bit. and stuff like that? No, great deal. We do see them in the shops, and we're, and I think we're all concerned that um, you know we can buy a pack of eighteen. I think the sets come uh, like I think there's ten in the whole set, but you're buying a whole box of eighteen, and we're all worried that it was all going to be random, and we're not going to get an actual phantom. Do, have you got any news on that, Jam? Okay, so basically, what it is is the pre-order, which you said eighteen. Um, it's like a box, so. Those boxes that you see down at, um, like, the, the shops, they come in, like, little boxes, little opener, and then there's 18 per box. So in 18 of those, you're guaranteed a set of 10, which is five Phantom and five Flash Gordon. So you've got, as you can see, if you're on the screen, you'll be able to see it. If not, I'll, if you're only on audio, you've got two Phantoms, which are separate figurines, which separate poses, which is... Yeah. Amazing, separate colours. Yep, one blue, Diana. one purple. Yeah, Diana um, in her um, jungle explorer style clothes. That's my oldest child uh, probably trying to do something else. You've got uh, Kit Walker. I, actually, I really like the pose of Kit Walker in this one where he's, yep. he's got the fedora hat, um, but he's like got his hands on his um, uh, on his cuffs. On, or no, on the, what would you call it? Lapels. Jacket. Yeah, the pals, and he's, it's, it's a really cool pose. It and is. I hope that they've gone into, and I know it's only a three-inch figure, but I hope that you're able to see the detail of the rings on his fists so on, on the lapel. That'll really, t- um, you know, tick it off as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. Now, three-inch isn't very big. No, um, it's not. So, it's tiny. And so these aren't articulated like they're four-inch and five-inch, which we'll talk about soon. Um, <clears throat> so basically... You'll be able to buy these blind bags individually eventually. But for the pre-order, you're basically buying a box. And in the box is 18 blind bags. And then you are guaranteed one of each. And then you're going to get eight assorted doubles. So you might get a couple of extra flashes or you might get a couple of extra phantoms. So not everyone is probably going to buy a box of 18. If you can't, buy a box of 18 which it works out to be again you can see it on screen all the details are on our website it's 250 dollars australian plus postage and taxes um now is taxes supposed to be es or is it i've just spotted a spelling mistake (laughs) 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 um so that's about uh, 160 euro 180 us and 1650 uh swedish and norwegian as well so there will be other stalls around australia that will probably list them and you'll be able to buy the individual bags but then yeah. what you also do is which i think is going to be interesting is uh the secondary market where you're going to have people like probably uh you know just throwing names there's probably going to be a few fan fans that i can pick up off my head that are probably going to be buying two or three of these boxes and probably trying to resell the phantom figurines to be able to get some of their money back and make some money so i think i would say i'll, I'll be interested in what your guys thoughts are but i reckon probably 50 percent of fans will buy theirs probably from the secondary market purely because they don't want to get, yeah. use blind bags oh uh, and look blind bags that doesn't phase me like if 
I'd probably be quite happy to get a set of ten. I don't need the other eight. Like I don't. It's a it's a weird number. If, why eighteen? Why not twenty? And have two complete <laughs> sets per box. Um, I, I get there's a novelty value to it and an excitement value, but for me, I guess at my stage of my collecting, I I'm probably not going to buy a blind bag, even as I, I thought. I sort of thought I might, but as we sit here and talk about it, two hundred and fifty dollars before it even gets posted to you from America. That's a lot of money for you to be guaranteed five phantom figures. Um, and you don't know what seconds you're going to get. The the Flash Gordon characters are, are all well and good, but you know I'm not a Flash Gordon fan, so um, that's not for me. So I'm probably looking more at the secondary market. I'd say it, it's if for me. I'd really like to get it, um, but yeah, 250 bucks for a whole, but plus taxes and and what have you. Um, like if they were twenty per box and two sets, Steve, you and I could go halves. We'd we'd yeah. uh, both be able to happy to sh- split the shipping and um and get a full set each. You know, mm. yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd work out a treat. Um, also, you mentioned four phantom figurines, but you mentioned you'd forgot to mention Devil was also he's the fifth one. What? So we don't have figures on. We don't have prices on individual blind bags yet. At, at a guess, pure guess, what do you think? one of each of these figurines will go for in the secondary market. I reckon... What they should go for is $10 US because it's $180 US for a... Yeah, so I'm talking about secondary market, knowing (laughs) what you buy for. Obviously, you will be spending more. I mean, the secondary market, um, are we talking... Are you talking people on Facebook and eBay? If that's what you're... Facebook or are you talking about local comic stores who buy buy in bulk and then sell them individually? Well... You're going to have the same problem with uh, comic book shops and stores is that they're going to be blind bag. So for people like yourself, Dan, that doesn't want to go down the path of the blind bag in the sense that you don't want a Flash Gordon or a Lion Man one in your collection, you'll be mainly after them opened. So, you know, Mm. eBay, Trader Joe's, I reckon you'll be looking at about 40 bucks Australian. Well, I think that's too steep. I think half of that, because... Half like twenty bucks a, a a figurine. That's like three hundred and sixty bucks off one hundred and eighty. I think that's more than fair. Uh, like it's it'll people it'll depend depend on what people are prepared to pay. As with anything, like um, if I've if people have to to buy multiple bags and they're happy to have a, a shoebox full of Flash Gordon characters that and look maybe trying there'll be Flash Gordon podcasts and, and fans I'm sure who'd be keen so. Um, good luck to them. If they've got deep enough pockets to be able to do that, um, then. But but I don't have a small fortune to make a large fortune. If you know what I mean. <laughs> so a blind bag, just a blind bag in Australia. I reckon you'll be looking at at least probably, I would say about twenty dollars, maybe you know fifteen or twenty dollars for a blind unopened. bag. In Australia. Yeah, uh, yeah, unopened blind bag. If there was a comic book shop that was trying to sell it. Mm. Yeah, uh, but I find the whole thing from Boss Fight interesting. Like, I love those characters, and I can't wait to have the five of those toys on the on the shelves behind me. But the Boss Fight just seemed to be um, boom, 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 announcing heaps. And and to be blunt, and, and Eric's heard this before and responded to it, so I'm I'm just putting it out there as an opening for his perspective, the the um, owner of Boss Fight. But they're, they're talking a lot and delivering little at the moment. To be blunt, yeah. So that's, that's a very good point. So the main reason why they're announcing it is because of the, I believe it's the New York Toy 
um, convention or a toy fair or something like that. So there, so these announcements coincide with that comic. Uh, well, it's like a comic con, but for toys. Yeah. Um, so I believe that's why they're all at this time is because that the a toy fair and that was when Mecca and uh, Boss Fight <laughs> first announced their their other figurines. Was, because was I've just banner. I've just got up on screen for YouTube listeners uh, watches the uh, the five inch figurine which has been released in the last month as well the last two or three weeks. So well, this is the is this the Power Stars five inch figure. That's right. Yeah. So this is based on like the old school, like Super Friends type figures. I I think mm. you know like the old um, Batman and Superman and and all that type of stuff that came out from DC. But he does look really cool. He does look, I think he looks great. He's not as a, he doesn't have, you know, a hundred points of articulation, but you know, he can no, move your arms and he's got and his knees bent and he's, and he looks really good. He looks like the fan. He's, he's still, um, I was about to swear there, but he still is a lot better than the, um, than the movie fan. Yeah, the Galoob figure. <laughs> and that one too. Yeah. But I don't think it's that hard. Um, so yeah, this is the other, this is the second, well, the third figurine that Boss Fights have been, uh, style figurine that they've announced. Um, so this is going to be their largest one. Um, and, um, yeah, I, it's, what is it? It's uh, $22 Australian. No, US. Uh, uh, 30 bucks Australian, Twenty yeah, 22 yeah. US. Now, obviously, that's before shipping and then... Um, uh, shops in Australia do put their mark up and all that as well. So, mm -hmm. for example, the Boss Fights um, uh, four-inch one, I believe, was 25 US. And then in Australian shops, i.e. pop culture, they were selling it for 49 Australia. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, if... So these will likely probably be at 20 US. I'll probably be, uh, I would say, I'll probably be about the forty to fifty dollar mark again in Australia shops. And this, then, this is why it would be fantastic if they'd been spread out across the time frame that I know Boss Fight would have liked to have them produced, um, because it's a lot easier to have one Phantom toy arrive in the mail and disappear from the bank account per month or per <laughs> two months. Having them all arrive in the same little period of time is going to be true. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, one, right. one per year would what would have been happy with one per year. Like, <laughs> it's easy. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a glutton. I like the idea of having um all of them. So we've got. Oh yeah, I like the idea of having all of them, but I'm just <laughs> I know the hit is going to take. Spread them out. <laughs> so it, it, so it is going to be spread out over the year. Obviously, the three inch and the five inch are pre order at the moment. They're um so. To kind of give you an idea, now we believe these are the release dates. These are the release dates that we managed to pry out of Eric's um, hands and in what they've released with the three inch and the five inch. So the Hero Hacks, which is the four inch uh, figurine, uh, they have been um, made, shipped, and they're uh, being shipped at the moment on a boat on the way to the US. So uh, we believe that we're looking at an, a realistic date of hitting shelves and even um, probably March, April. So it's not too far away. Uh, no word yet on here on the hero one. Um, and I'm not sure when one point and wave. And the hero figured that the horse. Yeah, when with the horse. 
And I'm not sure when Wave 1.5 comes out. I think it will be fairly quickly followed. Now, the three-inch blind bags, which were the first ones we talked about, which are the set of 10. Um, now, they're pre-order at the moment. Uh, they're likely to be shipped for pre-orders and then in shops July, August. So that's still, what, four or five months away. Mm. Um, now, the five-inch one, which is the one that we just saw, which is the Power Stars one, they're going to be more towards the end of the year, like October, November, and then maybe even December. So that's still, what, 10 months away. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that time frame and spread out like that um, yeah. is going to be easier to, to purchase. And even at $30, $40 each, like the, um, the, the Hero Hacks and the Power Stars, like that's going to be fine because you're only after the one um, or maybe two if you want to have one to collect and one to play with sort of thing, one to keep in the box. Um, but also, but, but the, the blind bags is the one where it's going to add up quickly if they do go for the sort of prices that you're saying. Um, because that could be $200 for the set of five sort of thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that, that's starting to get pricey. But, gee, as I say, it's going to be so cool to have all of these. We, we, we've been saying on the podcast for years and years and years about action figurines and, and toys to play with and how few there have been. Um, it's hard to imagine that there'll be so many uh, arrive. And we're about to talk another one for, about another one from NECA as well, um, just all of the toys that are, that are coming out at the moment. Well, the thing I'm looking forward to the most is on our best of 2022 <laughs> uh, podcast uh, that will probably be hitting, hitting, being released in about 11 months' time, is that it will probably be uh, a harder conversation on what was your favourite memorabilia piece for 2022. Uh, the last couple of years uh, during the pandemic, it's been, you know, it, it has, it's been, you know, we've all kind of said the, <laughs> one, the same one or the same two. You know, um, you know, there's three, there's four, you know, and there's, we're going to be talking about another couple else as well. So I think the best merchandise of 2022 could be a, uh, could be an interesting discussion to, ha to have in, um, in uh, 10, 11 months time. And very much looking forward to it. Now, for those of you who are going, looking up on YouTube, you see that uh, NECA has released the six inch uh, phantom superhero figurine, which, um, this is this uh, is this a new one or is this a the old one that's so it's the so so you go Dan no no I was just going to say probably the same thing as you Jim it's the same it's exactly the same figure um, as the defenders of the Earth Necro Phantom um, sitting behind me there um, but he's painted in the original uh, Phantom trunks and and the original superhero styling um, rather than the defenders of the Earth. Trunk. Uh, so he's got the striped trunks this time. Um, doesn't have laser weapons. Has got um, the nine eleven, uh, 1911s instead. That sort of thing. He's got a ghost. Yeah. yeah, instead of the, the packaging's ghost, different, and he, his eyes glow. Is that correct? Yeah, and Ooh, he's got the skull. Yeah, the skull goes on the head as well, so you can have the whole ghost rider thing. I wonder if that's true, or if that was just the early mock-up photos. Like seeing the the necker, I can't see the head coming off that. They'd have to have that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but it's interesting. It's a cool little feature. I like this pose that they've got him in, you know, swearing the eyes. I reckon that's brilliant. I'm just about to get the, the first wave, if you like, the, the original ones that they've done. And yep. um, if these appear on the website, I like I'm going to get them from Pulp Culture. But um, 
if they were on the website as well, it's going to be. Um, <laughs> I will say this: like the NECA, the NECA toy was a lot of work. It was probably an hour, hour and a half from getting it out of the box to having it free up enough to play with um, in the hot bath. And there's a video on our YouTube channel from uh, from Unkit, wasn't it, who was showing us how how to do that, and and I got a lot out of that video. 100% well worth doing, um, well worth taking the effort, well worth playing with the toy because once he once he's out and he's moving and he's freed up, um, a lot of fun. I can't wait to get the original um, the original character. Oh, he looks brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So if you're listening what to us you, on, on the on? podcast rather than watching on video, either go to YouTube or go to chroniclechamber.com and uh, check out the, the story there. Mm. Yeah, and can you just go back to that article? Sorry, mate. Sure. Uh, what do you guys thought of the um the packaging? Like uh YouTube you'll be able to see it in a second. Um but the packaging it looks scuffed up. Uh but it's actually the design of it. Like there's a crease in the as you look at it in the top right hand corner. On the left hand side there's um it looks like little scuff marks <laughs> like it's been created Pretty worn. Yeah. ten, twenty Pretty years worn. ago. Yeah, it's got that worn feature. Um, what do what you guys thought of that? Do you, do you like that or is it just something really gimmicky in it, kind of? I, I admit that I don't really like it. It just looks gimmicky. It looks and it, it looks cheap. Well, you've so, probably got it all on display and you like things nice, neat and clean. For uh, me, that's yeah. what toys look like. <laughs> you know, they come, they get scuffed up and they've been well loved. So uh, I, yeah. I don't mind it. There was one um, eBay listing and it, and it had a note saying, the box is not damaged. It came like this or something <laughs> like that. Um, it is a design, I, design feature. I kind of wish they used a, a better image of the Phantom um, in the bottom left-hand corner as, as you look at it on the screen. Um, you know, it, it's, got a, it's got the classic arms folded, but it, I, don't, I don't know. Don't, I, I don't know. It doesn't, I don't really like that picture so i would have yeah it, it looks like a poor man's version of a cyber of the cyber title doesn't it it's not it's yeah not quite... now yeah. obviously we're nitpicking here um you know now <laughs> yeah. we've got figurines coming out of our our eyeballs and we're just you know we're picking on uh little little design flaws like scuff marks where you know three years ago we wouldn't have really cared yeah. um <laughs> yeah Let's look at what we're really talking about here. <laughs> this, yeah, yeah, this is what we're really talking about. That is brilliant. That is a good-looking figure. Yeah. So we must make mention, and we will have a link on our YouTube, also on our audio as well. If if you are around Australia, but also around the world, we have found a few places uh, that sell these figurines. So if you can't buy them from the US, you can go to this link. And it will actually um, give you a couple of options, including like Scandinavia. Uh, I believe there's one in uh, um, was was England. Uh, there's uh, for for the Indian fans and stuff like that as well. We've we've got a link uh, that you can purchase there, and there's about four or five in Australia as well. So, you know, even if you don't live in the US and you can't get these at Walmart, there's plenty of opportunities for you to be able to get these and most of them stock both the NECA and also boss fights as well so um you do not have to miss out you obviously got to pay for postage but 
you know, you do not have to miss out. It may take you a while to get them with uh, postage around the world slower than than pre-COVID, but there is opportunities for you to be able to get them nowhere, no matter where you live. Very much looking forward to all this um, happening. So, so they're out now. You can get them. You can actually buy them now. People have actually they're in they're in Walmart. So Walmart NECA has over. a yeah. yeah. So NECA has a a deal with Walmart where all their figure figurines are released by them only for the first month, and yeah. then it comes to the others like Target and stuff like that. They're on eBay. You can buy a figurine for fifty US. Um, plus postage, so if there's no Walmart near you and you can't wait, you'll be able to get it there as well. So, um, yeah, but you can buy them now. Very good. Jeez, it'd be good if they came to Target and Big W and came out here in Australia. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. But um, they'll take money out of pop culture and whoever else is <laughs> selling them here in Australia. Anyway, moving on. Um, we've got moving on from toys. So we've had we've had a whole bunch of toys, and I really are really am excited about the about being able to play with those. And I was actually thinking about the, those bright, that blind bag, that if I buy a box of 18, whatever doubles I get, I'm just going to give to Jeremy, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably what I'll do rather than, you know, make any, any cash whatsoever off the um, second-hand yeah. market. If there yeah. is anyone out there that is going to buy that box, let us know. We would like to hear what your, what your thoughts are and how you're going to justify it and, what are you going to do with the doubles and stuff like that as well? So. <laughs> you might have to, um, that meme that I shared this morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, next up, coming out of um, Scandinavia, we yeah. have the Mr. Walker trench coat and bag. Um, and this yeah. is from uh, a Day's March, I think if that's the name of the... Yes. The, and there we have the one and only... Oh, I'm going to get his name uh, wrong. Yeah. See, I was going to say Jan. I was going to say it wrong straight away. Halfstrom? Jan Halfstrom. Mm. And um, as you can see, you can just, those of you who are watching on YouTube, but um, Jan has um, created or designed um, some clothes as well as some bags for uh, this company called A Day's March, uh, which are Phantom inspired. And uh, you may remember that a number of years ago, he created this uh, sculpture, and there's a link to it. Um, in Stockholm, I think it's near the train station, isn't it? it um, is. Which has Mr. Walker running towards the station, I believe. And um, so a couple of these bags, you know, like tote bags, canvas bags, if you like, um, have that image of, uh, the, and there's two, one's red, one's blue, of the, of the running Mr. Walker, the ghost, <laughs> the ghost who runs. Um, there's also, there's a couple of skull um, motif T-shirts and, and long sleeve tees i think maybe even jumpers and hoodies but what's got us salivating at the mouth and realizing that we really don't have a couple of grand to spend on these but <laughs> a couple would be awesome um there's a blue and a red trench coat um which for those of you who live in melbourne will be just a thing for a melbourne winter i don't know if you'll get much wear out up in uh sunny queensland or, or uh blistering perth but um i reckon if you if you're a phantom fan Mr. Walker fan, and you live in either Sydney or, or Melbourne, you you need to get this, and, and money's no object, you mm. need this trench coat. I think that um, is the key there, um, Steve, money's no object, because um, a couple of thousand Australian dollars for a jacket, um, yeah, that's, uh, I, I was squeamish about what a uh, $180 um, <laughs> blind bag before, so 
Yeah, it, I love the trench coat, though. I love the look of it. I want to see someone wear this trench coat to the one of the Phantom dinners. Yeah. There has to be, there has to be someone who will be able to buy one of these and wear it to the... Um, uh, it is a statement piece. It is. It is. I really, lo- I really like just the pictures of it um, in the catalogue, so to speak. But um, the photo of Yarn actually wearing it makes you go, oh, actually, this is a real item of clothing. And it's probably, you know, for the price of it, it's going to be high-end quality as well. So, um, yeah, it, it, it looks magnificent. It's, um, I've probably never really imagined the Phantom's trench coat in either blue or red, though. For mine, it was probably always, a, in my head, a tan or a beige um, mm. with, the, with the check pattern through it. Um, yeah, inter- interesting choices of colours. So if you had a couple of grand, Dan, would you go the blue or the red? Let's just say, you know, I'm not going to say that money's no object. I'm going to say you've only got a couple of grand. Oh, money's no object, but I can only afford one. I probably yeah. would get the blue, I think. The blue? What about you there, uh, Jermaine? Probably the red, but blue doesn't surprise me. It does have, it'll go well with your blue Christmas hat. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Steve? Well, the blue would bring out my eyes, but <laughs> the red would also bring out the bloodshot. So <laughs> bring out the bit of Scott that I've got. So when I grow the beard, it actually goes a bit rusty, a bit, a bit gingery. So, uh, but I might, I might like to accentuate the eyes and go the blue. I think the, <laughs> uh, the tote bag is probably more realistically in my price range. And um, yeah, I, I am looking forward to picking up a couple of one of each of those. I'd love to, I'd love to think. So the tote bag is um, about 20, 25 bucks Australian. Is that, is that right, Jam? Yeah, I think it might be in the article somewhere. Um, the price, I can't remember the top of my head, but... 150 um, sec anyway. So whatever that yeah. comes oh, back to an Australian. Yeah. Um, so just uh, for people to be able to have a... Uh, regarding these tote bags, um, we're getting one for a future Patreon prize. It has already been purchased. Um, and it is, um, it's been purchased and it's been delivered to uh, Mikel over in Sweden. He's actually done an unveil, unveiling video of it. Um, and then what, um, so yeah, so there's the video of that. It's also going to be on uh, YouTube as well. So uh, for one of our next prizes, as soon as we get it from Sweden, um, it will be as well, which I'm pretty excited about. I reckon that'll be a pretty cool prize. Hmm. And I may mention before, we've got the Mr. Walker in the, in the trench coat. I may mention about the skull motif, motif that he's used in a couple of T-shirts and also on, on tote bags. It's not like a traditional um, phantom mark. It's kind of like a big head and the, and the little teeth, if you like. So it's a bit of a, a redesign on it. Um, I reckon that's probably like, like a lot. variation of a theme, but it's still, you know, phantom inspired. Sorry, what was that, Jim? I reckon it's probably for uh, license. Uh, license. Yeah. So, no, so no, oh, there we go. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, we've got the hoodies, we've got the jumpers. And you see there's a little, um, this little thing on, in the corner there, which is nine ninety five sec. And, um, which is a lot of money for, for something that small, which, yeah. Isn't, yeah. isn't really fandom. Yeah. Yep. No. I did um, do the conversion back when this came out, and um, I thought, no, nah, that's probably a bit out of my price range. Yeah, the, the tote bags are probably... The tote bags are, are very much in the price range. Like I said, about 25 bucks Australian. I'm just yeah. going off the top of my head there. Um, but, yeah, I don't think that's actually got a, a KFS um, tick of approval. Neither does the next thing that we're talking about, which is from Marco Navas Estudio in Spain. And these are unlicensed phantom statues. 
which are just coming up on screen now if you're doing on the on the YouTube. So we've got um, the Phantom on, on the skull. We've got Diana in the, in the jungle outfit, which um, was also in the blind box. It looks like we've got Grand there. And does the other uh, tribal warrior have a, a name there? Uh, no. And of course, you've got uh, the X-Band. The X-Band radio sitting there. Devil at, at Phantom's feet. And a, a skull with a, with a um, fire in a cauldron sitting there, which... Looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the X-Pink. Uh, I'll admit, these look homemade. I don't want to sound like they look they look cool, um, but they look kind of cheapish. His head's um, too small for his body. Yeah, the head's too small. Um so for the whole for the whole set, it's 150 euro, which is about 170 US, 240. Australian and about 1,550 second uh, knock, which is Sweden and Norwegian. Uh, or you can buy them individually. Uh, again, all this information is on our website as well. Um, they did. This is the second time that this studio has released something. They've also released a uh, a Phantom on a. Oh, I can't remember. Um, Phantom standing on a skull, or like a little mini skull cave, which was. Done, which was a similar design of something that Joan Boyk uh, did as well. So, look, they're all sold out. They were in three colours, purple, blue, red. Um, I know of a couple of Australian guys that have brought this set. They swear by it. They say it's really good, that the paint job's done well, um, that's top-notch, the service is done well. Me, How big are they, Sorry? How big are they? Um, they've... Probably four or five inches, I would say. So they're not huge. Um, I'm personally not going to get them. Um, I've got a few other things that I need to uh, pay off and, and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, there, there's people out there that have, that have brought them that are very happy with them. So, um, yeah. What about you, Dan? Yeah, so, uh, no, it, it is the short answer. I won't be getting them. Um, not, I haven't drawn a firm line through my collecting of it must be licensed, but it's certainly preferable. And there's a, there's a lot of uh, lot of lot out there to buy at the moment. Um, and, um, yeah, so not, not, not in my wheelhouse at the moment, these ones. So I, do, I don't mind the look of them. Um, and probably if I could see them in real life, I'd be perhaps more impressed. I don't know. Because the, the other work from the studio there, Marco Navas, studio out of spain looks really good so um they do some really nice work and probably is good quality but um yeah probably just not in my price range at the moment fair enough um next point we've got is uh what's to come with phantom in 2022 um so this is touching on comics i guess here in in the news we've got more of the 22nd phantom saga we've got the last of culture murphy's uh stories and hans lindahl reprints What's the go with what's happening in Phantomen? So this is all out of the, um, the editorial from uh, Phantomen at the start of the year, and, and we've republished that on our website, the translated on our website? Yeah, yeah. So Andreas, when we did a podcast with him, he announced half of this stuff, or majority of this stuff in the podcast for us. So he's really, um, yeah, so he put it in the editorial in Phantomen number one for 2022. Um, Mikel's uh, translated for us. So, look, if you're a Phantom Man reader, um, I get 
the comics, uh, you know, I get the comics. I, I enjoy them. Um, you know, most most people will recognise this one, recognise the story in it. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're great comics. I enjoy getting them. I enjoy flicking through them. And I know there's a few others that do as well. And, of course, you've got, you know, probably half of the readers of the Phantom comic buy this comic. So it's um, it was nice for Andreas to kind of, like, give everyone a bit of a heads up of what's come. Hans Lindell is still one of my probably top five fandom artists of all time. So, you know, getting stories from him again is nice in a Phantom Man comic as well. And he is on my bucket list to get on this podcast. <laughs> probably the, the one I'm most interested there is the, the fact that we're going to see what happens next in the 22nd Phantom Saga. And I'm not sure how much of this, um, and maybe it says in the article, uh, but I'm not sure how much of the 22nd Phantom um, Klaus Ramethi went on and wrote and, and at what point it gets taken over by somebody else. We know from Andreas that um, he wasn't necessarily a big fan of the direction that uh, Klaus may have been taking parts of it and they might be trying to reel it back. And, and um, you know, so I'll be keen to see how they handle the, the story and where they take um, the whole Sandal Singh, Nadir Singh um, situation. So all those stories are written by Klaus. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, believe, I believe it's two stories, but it might be three. I know last okay. year, Phantom Men published four stories, which through English readers have not seen yet. So by the end of this year, there could be six parts. So maybe through waiting for these other two or three to be published and then they're going to publish them all together which i would actually kind of like you know um whether they do it in a hundred page issue to kind of not saturate it too much or you know do the four have a couple of issues and then go into the other two or something but um yeah it's we're going to get at least or phantom end readers are going to probably get at least two i believe um, and will it be all wrapped up then i look i get a feeling i don't know this for certain but I get the feeling, no. I get the feeling that this is going... Until the fans do a revolt and say no more, like they did with the Labunga series, um, I get the feeling that we will, for the foreseeable future, have two timelines in our Phantom comic, one of the 21st and one of the 22nd. But I think that's something we can discuss and... And, uh, and speculate a little bit more on maybe when we get the stories in a free comic and, yeah, uh, and stuff like that. It could be it could be a nice fun discussion about whether we, you know, whether it, whether it should continue or not. I don't know how fun it will be, but it'll definitely be a good discussion. <laughs> okay, and at the moment, you can vote for the best Phantom in twenty twenty one story. Um, one story, one of these stories has already been printed by Fru, which was Nosferatu's Revenge, which uh, rated very well in our own um, polling. As predicted um, by me. As predicted by Jermaine um, and kind of surprised by me. Like, I liked it, but I didn't think it was the best story. As I say to my kids, mate, I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> rule number one, I'm always right. Rule number two, if ever, ever I'm wrong, please see rule number one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, next up, we've got a GoFundMe campaign for Wolfric Media's Phantom Treasure. Um, this, oh, that's, there's a bit going on with this. They made like a set of miniatures or little miniature 
Yeah. Um, so it's a little miniatures they go with the game. Now, I will admit, I'm still a little bit baffled by the whole concept of one, the GoFundMe page, and then the email that we got afterwards about um, pre-ordering a set and stuff like that. I'm, I'm a little bit confused. I will admit, I've got a fair bit going on at the moment privately and also with the fans and all that. So I haven't actually replied to his emails, which is something that I really should be doing because I wouldn't mind actually getting a little bit of clarity on it. But from what I understand, and Dan, you might be able to uh, correct me if you know anything more, that basically if you put a pre-order in with him, he needs he wants a minimum of 100 fans saying, yes, I'm in, I'm committed. So then that way it kind of funds or ensures that the project which he is wanting to do uh, can actually be financially viable. Is, is that how you understand it, Dan? Yeah, it's, it, you're right. It is a bit of a confusing one. And personally, I'm not sure that GoFundMe was the right um, no, fundraising platform for, for something like this. I think we've seen Kickstarters work well. Um, you know, both all the Phantom Kickstarters we've seen um, over the last two or three years, you can say what you like about time and, and processes and all that sort of thing, but they've generated some sensational products and some really high-quality things I'm really pleased to have um, in my collection and games to play. Um, Which we'll this, another one a little bit later on too. Uh, yes, exactly right. So um, the fundraisers, the, the, the Kickstarter seem to be the way to go. The GoFundMe, I you know, personally always associate that with fundraising for after a tragedy. Um, and that sort of stuff. So not not quite sure that that's the right process to have gone down. It is a bit confusing, and, and I'm sure that once um, the, the people at Reaper's Quest get a get a bit of a, uh, a stronger handle on how they want to um, produce this item, because the we've, we've seen the... the concept, sorry? The concept is great. Of like yeah. the online game type of thing. Real figurines look amazing, but it's just... Oh, there's nothing wrong with the quality. That looks um, great. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the quality. And we know, and we've seen it with the hats, seen it with the rings, and everything that they do is top quality. Mm. I'm just, I'm confused, and so I'm sure there's a few other fans out there that are confused as well. And, you know, I haven't, I want to read the email a few more times before I actually reply to know what questions to ask and stuff like that. And I'm sure there's probably a few other fans out there that are in a similar boat um, that are just as confused confused, or maybe even more confused as what I am. Yeah. Okay. Moving on, Lion Muthu Comics bringing out a Tamil Phantom trade paperback. So basically, uh, this is another Indian publisher, a third Indian publisher that will be publishing uh, Phantom Comics in 2022. So Tamil is a language, um, I think in that article somewhere it talks about, yeah, it's around 80 million Tamil speakers in the southern part of India. So how many people have we got in Australia? Not 80 million. <laughs> well, 25. About, what, about 25, isn't it? 25. So you're looking at there's almost three times more Tamil uh, speakers than there is Australian. So the, the market's there for pre-publishers, I guess, publishing The Phantom. Um, the thing that is slightly confusing about this trade paperback is that not only with The Phantom, they're publishing The Phantom, they're publishing Ma uh, Mandrake, Rip Kirby, 
uh, Flash Gordon and Secret X9, which is like another comic strip. To be able to buy the trade paperback, you have to include, you have to buy all five of them, and then you get. So to be able to order it from them, you order all five. You get all five books. Um, but at the moment, there isn't a way of just ordering one book, i.e. just the Phantom one. So it's a little bit harder for uh, just Phantom fans. But if you're a, a classic newspaper strip fan and you're a Tamil reader, this is fantastic news. Now, um, is, are these new stories or are they just reprinted from uh, the newspaper? So they're Cyberry classics. Cyberry classics. I'm so, not sure if they're in colour or black and white. So we'll find that out and get it back to you. Um, mm. Will you be getting a germ seeing as they're international? Uh, yes. I've already got um, uh, one of my uh, Indian friends who is on the hunt for looking for one. He's going to have to basically get it from the second, uh, not directly from the publisher because I don't want Mandrake, Eight Secret Agent, X9 <laughs> and all these other characters. All these other books, I just want the fans, and so he's going to have to basically get it from a, a second. What line, what line Muthu Comics should have done is put them in blind bags for you and <laughs> you'd have to buy them. <laughs> Good work, Dan. Good work. Now, are they are these out now or are they still to come? Uh, I believe they're not out yet. Um, I believe it's out in the next month or two. Very good. Well, actually, yeah, no, I think it's out in the next month. Okay, so hopefully all those um, Tamil readers or those who can speak it and read it and who maybe even be listening to our podcast or watching us right now on YouTube, um, there you go, you have a, a fan of comic in your, in your native language. Congratulations. This next point, I am really excited to be talking about this next point. I, I think it's fantastic um, and everyone knows my thoughts on uh, Paul Mason. If you listen to the to the best of 2021, I ranked him probably number one in everything that he did. So um, it comes as no surprise that I'm ecstatic um, to say that he has an exhibition. Not only an ex he has two exhibitions, one in Brisbane and one in Thailand. Dan, I think you're all over this one, mate. What can you tell us about what's happening with Paul? Yeah, it's it's been a busy start of 2022 for for Paul Mason because. Um, uh, it probably wasn't a surprise to see that he had a, um, a collection of his artwork going into the Brisbane Central, um, I think it's right in uh, Central Square. So it's Brisbane Square Library. Sorry, Brisbane Square Library. Um, no surprise to see that he's got an uh, exhibition there because he has had a display of his artwork um, up in the Brisbane Square Library before. Um, so it was good to see that um, there's, a, there's a fresh lot of work going up in there. Um, it's a, the way it decorates the, the young adult section in the library must be a delight. So it's not a, um, an art exhibition in the, in, a, in the way that you go to a gallery and all the rest of it. It's a really good place to inspire some kids as they're looking around at books. And you can see there some of the photos um, on the screen if you're on YouTube of what it looks like there. And just the, the fact that it's not all kid fandom this time. There is a few more kid fandom pictures as well but um, uh, also a focus on the, the Phantom Vietnam stories as well. Um, some black and white images, some, some not. Um, and, and I was really excited to see the um, uh, Chronicle Chamber, the Bushfire fundraiser book. And somehow I've broken the, the, the video, but uh, the fundraiser book <laughs> getting up. 
Um, I'll talk, we'll come back. No, let's talk about this now. The, um, the two of the posters that um, Paul hung in the Brisbane Square Library are big A1 colour uh, posters of scenes from an upcoming book that work that hasn't yet been published by Fru is how he put it on his website. Um, and we see there that it would seem that we have a masked Marvel sequel that Paul has, uh, has drawn. Mm. That's, that's probably, you know, that, that's amazing. Masked Marvel is one of my most favourite stories. Um, I, love, I, I love that story. I remember, oh, I think it might have been with you, Dan. Um, we were after a dinner, and it was you, me, Paul, and Duncan. And basically, we were pitching to Paul that he needs to do a Mass Marvel sequel story. Um, and, yeah, so it's, it's nice to be able to see a, a conversation we had, what, two, three, would have been probably 20, 2019. So, yeah, three years, three years later, we might uh, see see something coming out of that conversation. So that's what I'm excited about. No, I don't – I'm not going to try and claim that we pitched the idea. I know that <laughs> I'm, claiming, I'm his, claiming it. You can claim it. I'm, um, I'm not going to say that, that – uh, I can't remember that. I'm not saying that story is not true, but that's uh, that's not how I remember it. But I have a few more beers at the Phantom Dinners than you do too. So um, <laughs> <laughs> you've probably got a better memory. I think you drink my share. <laughs> <laughs> but we know that um that paul's a, a, a boxing fan and a, a martial arts um a, a fan a, a not just a fan but he also um oh i can't remember which martial art it, it was that he does um but he's very very good at it and has a keen interest in it so um looking forward to not only you know this artwork is phenomenal but also looking forward to this um upcoming story hopefully it gets published soon by through yeah it, it I have a feeling that this is Paul's not the sort of person who's going to, um, you know, blow his own trumpet or, or uh, release information before um, before Fru do. Um, he's he's always very very good about his confidentiality, and he'll just talk about it once it's published, that sort of thing. Um, so I, for for him to have put these posters up, I have a feeling that it must have been done for quite some time, and he's probably just going look, you know. I've got the artwork here. It's time to it's on time for me to get it out there, even if Fru haven't yet. Yeah, yeah. If you if you look at this, um, so again, if you're on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. But if not, if you're on audio, make sure you go to our website and have a look at it. There's a um, a picture of the Phantom uh, crouching down, and in the background, there's all little boxing things in there. So you, you've got the okay. Ali, you've got the Rumble of the Jungle, but a couple of uh, interesting ones. You've got Balboa versus Creed Two. <laughs> Uh, and then you got Fraser versus Parker. Um, really? Yeah, do too. <laughs> we're on. We're, yeah. we're top billing above Moore versus McCoy and Falk versus Barry. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't seen that so, before. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I'm sure there's a few others that we've missed. Um, so <laughs> go and have a look at that picture. Uh, have have. Have some fun. And we all know that um, Paul Mason enjoys um, putting little Easter eggs and and he's a huge Rocky fan, so I'm not surprised to see Rocky versus Creed in there. Um, and, and and yeah, so there's a few other things in there as well. Go have a look. You, uh, you'll have a little chuckle when you have a look at some of those little posters. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a, a few others that I've missed as well. 
So we've only been talking about half of it, though. We're talking about the Australian League. He's mm. also having work um, being shown in Thailand. So this, I think, is the first time the fans have been back in Thailand since the movie. Um, yeah. What's happening there, Dan? Yeah, so it's a, uh, an exhibition in Thailand, uh, a travelling a traveling exhibition of Australian artwork going to Thailand this year. Um, we got the announced date of uh, the, the, the exhibition opening date of 16th of March, Illustrate Your Life is the mob putting it on, uh, in conjunction with the Australian Embassy in Thailand. So um, it, obviously it's... Um, you know, must be connected through the tourism departments and all of the sort of, this sort of thing, cultural share, sharing of culture and that sort of stuff. Um, and, so, and it's an exhibition of Australian comics. So it's not a Paul Mason one-man show all about the fandom. It's a, it's a collection of all different types of um, comic art from Australia with the goal of promoting Australian arts and culture, reaching out to younger generations around the world, providing educational opportunities and um, igniting a creative dialogue amongst nations. And um, for Paul to have his work selected with that criteria in mind to go into this um, um, gallery to, to show the people of Bangkok, I think that's, um, you know, it's, it's good kudos to Paul. And um, I look forward to seeing some photos of the exhibition once it, uh, once it opens up and, and to see what other work is, in, is on display as well. I wonder if uh, Paul gets a, a trip to Thailand with it. Um, yep. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind yeah, of cool. To anywhere would be, would be good. But con- <laughs> congratulations, Paul, on, um, yeah. on your work being selected to, to go be shown in Thailand. I probably won't go see that one. That might be a bit far. But I am. we're looking at going to Queensland later um, in the year if you know, everything aligns right. So if your work's still up in Brisbane in September, I might be able to get to have a look at it. <laughs> I mentioned earlier about the... the, the um, the success that Phantom Things have had with Kickstarter that people have. Um, Games by Leak, of course, um, Mikhail, who on the podcast with Reviews and, and um, great friend of us all here, his extension to his critically acclaimed, and I say critically acclaimed because we're critics and we acclaimed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so an extension pack to his criti- critically acclaimed Phantom card game Um is coming along nicely. The, he's got the extent, the, the printer's proof has come through. The, I think he shared a video of, of, of that. Very excited about seeing this uh, extension pack come through. Is it, have we got a, a date on that? I can't remember off the top of my head. No, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this, but I think he's, um, I think it's being printed at the moment. Mm. Um, no, you did so, say we were going to share that because um, the, the proofs have arrived. That's what the video is all of, and, um, and they've all gone off to the printer now. So, um, yeah, exciting phase. Phenomenal. I'm excited. Yeah, so I've got my, my deck built. I'm ready to, ready to go. Maybe I'll, I'll play another couple of games of the, um, of the original, the OG, so I can deck, build my deck a little bit more to go well, against you, the Python. You're probably the one the that used, you're the one that's probably played the game more than, you know, probably us put together, Stephen. Um, so, you know, in, in 30 seconds, how much have you enjoyed the game? I'm sure I, enjoy it. I can tell you in five. I love it. It is, I really, I'll try, I'll try and cut it down to 30 seconds. I look at my watch. I really like how, like at the start, I was trying to figure out the rules and, and how it all goes. But now I think about it, like I, I, I'm a bit of a casual video gamer and I think about building XP with every adventure and I, I kind of build in my own little rules to go with it. So every time... I exhaust a deck. I add in one of those bonus cards that, that came came with it. So um, you know that that Chronicle Chamber card or, or whatever it is, 
and I'll just shuffle that into the deck and I'll restart um, my deck and, and play where I'm, wherever I'm up to in the um, adventure. Um, and yeah, so if I've got that like adventure com computer ga video game adventure mindset, it made a heck of a lot more sense. And, um, and I really enjoyed my time with it. And um, a few weeks ago, you know, as I was telling you guys, and I think someone had shared it on Facebook that they had started playing the game. Yeah, good idea. Let's go. So I spent the day playing. I played all through all three adventures and built the deck up. And, um, you know, like when you first get it and you talk about what do you mean by deck building? And now that's all making sense because, you know, you've interacted and played with it a couple of times. And for anyone who actually plays these games, you know, they know it off the top of, you know, like the back of their hand. But for those of us coming in it um, fresh, um, it was quite easy to pick up. And I am so, so looking forward to getting this extension pack and and playing this new adventure. Awesome. And that's why our podcast go for so long. That was a very long Because that was it? about a minute 30. <laughs> <laughs> because I wouldn't be doing it justice if I just, like I said, I love it and I was done five seconds, then, oh, I'll, I'll keep talking then. <laughs> but no, I really, oh, I was actually going to talk more about it, but I'll shut up. But it's a real good game of skill and challenge. So do I, do I bring in the tokens or do I, use the cards do i exhaust the cards or should i try and put them on my playing area you know there's a little bit of decision making and i've just been playing it on normal level at the moment so my next one i might go at a at a harder level now that i've built my deck up a bit more i've got a bit extra stuff there so um let's see how it goes now, yeah it's a real have you played deck building games before this or is this your first no time? no this is the first time yeah so and it Apart took you what? like my my what? youngest just started getting an the hour or two sorry an hour or two to be able to get your head around it oh yeah you just yeah probably about now like the first time you play it you're playing it with the rule book open and you're really like and like i was you know because i got mikhail on on messenger i was messaging it a, a bit to make sure what i was doing was right and um so now it's like just free-flowing now but yeah probably a good hour or, or you know good couple of nights that to, to get it up and running but now it, it once you got it it's great get into it Maybe I'll I'll do the video on that one and explain things <laughs> when the extension pack comes out. I'm so yeah, looking forward to it. Other, other things that people might be looking forward to are the Supernova 2022 dates. So in Melbourne, they are March 5 and 6. Gee, that's coming up quick. Um, Gold Coast, it's um, April 9 to 10. Sydney is June 18 to 19. Perth is June 25 to 26. Brisbane, November 5th and 6th, and Adelaide, November 12th to 13th. Do we have any news about any special guests, anyone Phantom-related coming, or is it everyone just, it's all just going to be Australian and people just stay to their own states or people who can travel well, will? I reckon you'll probably, you don't know about international, but, um, you know, you maybe sydney if we are to get one because that's where most international phantom guests kind of go to um but i expect yeah i expect um you know probably the australian crew um will probably be at those you probably have your jamies uh andrew maybe paul at the brisbane gold coast one um i think matt kine was at uh the comic uh oz comic con one a couple of months ago as well so You'll probably have that core staple during the rounds as well, but 
it will just be interesting, I guess, to kind of see it. Uh, you know, the dates for June 18th to 19th for Sydney. Um, there will be another Lee Fork Memorial Bengals Club Explorers Club uh, dinner. So, um, you know, last year was, was quieter. I expect probably to increase a little bit this year as well as um, more people are probably a little bit, a little bit more uh, game to kind of go out into the wildlife. On a personal note, I'd really like that Sydney one to be about a weekend earlier because that's too close to my wife's birthday and I really have to bring some brownie points to <laughs> only a day or two out from that. Oh. Whereas I really need it to be about a week later because um, that's one week before school holidays and a week later would be in school <laughs> holidays, which would be a lot easier. But uh, yeah. anyway, um, it's interesting the June's, uh, sorry, the June dates for Sydney are only the two dates, 18 and 19. Usually in the past, we would have seen it be a three-day convention, obviously, um, you know, still recovering from the pandemic, perhaps a few less exhibitors, few fewer guests uh, might be why they're only doing the couple of days. Yeah. Look, I expect that when I first went to Supernova probably a decade ago, um, yeah, it would have been a decade ago, there was everything was in the one building. In the last couple of years, you had the, uh, the artists and Artist Alley in a separate building because it gotten a lot bigger. So I expect it to probably decrease a little bit and then it will probably have to build up again um, because, yeah, the pandemic, as we all know, has, has ruined a lot of, um, uh, you know... Fun things. A lot of fun things. And um, unfortunately, it's still going. Um, there's been a few uh, creators and... And, um, and even you guys have been personally affected with it as well. But I've um, been talking to a few creators the last couple of months as well, and they've all, you know, still going through it. I was talked to one of our guests uh, last year. He lost 40 pounds um, wow. after it as well. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunately there's people uh, that are still being affected by it. Hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, now, these were just the supernova dates, but nothing for Oz Comic Con yet? No, not yet. Oh, there might have been. I don't know. There was an announcement yet. with, um, yeah, so I just wanted to, we just wanted to share that so people can start planning. Like, for instance, Steve, when you figured out that um, supernovas in March, you'll, you know, you might actually start thinking about going now. So that's basically <laughs> why, we, why we shared it's it on the podcast. Less than a month away. We'll see how we go. Actually, it'll be fun to get down there. Uh, um, any word on Fru? No, nothing official. If I had to suggest, or if I had to put my money on it, I would say they probably won't go this year. I know their last time they went in 2019, I think it was, uh, there was a couple of things that kind of happened that it kind of didn't, give them a good feeling and uh yeah if, if I, they didn't go last year for uh, sydney supernova um i would say it's probably if i had this is purely a guess i'd say it's probably a 60 percent chance of them not having a store this year mm-hmm. and well that we can blame the blame the pandemic i think on mm. that one just everyone just keeping their cards close anyway i think that's all the news we've got now would that be about right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, 
that's all from us. If, remember, if you've got any news or you'd like to share your opinions on anything that we've discussed today, please contact us either um, at email on chroniclechamber at gmail.com or hit us up on the socials. We're, we're everywhere um, on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Insta. Um, and of course, always check out chronicle, chroniclechamber.com. Make it your homepage. Make it the first thing that you open up and see what's happening in the world of the Phantom. By the way, please stay safe, everyone. We know many of our fans and crows who are dealing, we mentioned it just a moment ago, who are dealing still with um, COVID and, and COVID-related illnesses. And we hope that you enjoyed this podcast and it helped you to have some fun. Um, once again, P-H. fun with a capital PH. Um, please subscribe to us via YouTube or through your favourite podcast apps, including iTunes or Spotify. Uh, Jermaine? Thank you, mate. Thank you all. Have some fun. Stay safe, everyone. And Dan. Cheers, man. And for me, happy family. Man cannot die. The Phantom, the ghost who walks. The Phantom, enemies beware. The Phantom's always there, but you won't find the Phantom. He finds you.